Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Jesus said, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. In seminary, I spent a month in Burma doing mission work, and I recall the day our car broke down by a rice paddy, and I passed the time watching oxen plow the fields. And to be honest, they did not look very happy. Each ox had a yoke around its neck. And if you don't know what that is, I want you to imagine a wooden crossbeam held in place by a combination of poles, hooks, and chains, which are then used to control the animal and force it to work. For thousands of years, yokes have been used as a way of controlling animals and forcing them to work the land. And that's why the yoke is now a universal symbol of slavery. Yokes are hard. Yokes are heavy. Yokes are a burden. Now, in Jesus' day, this particular symbol, the yoke, was invested with a lot of religious significance because every Jewish rabbi was said to have his yoke, meaning that each rabbi had a different set of rules, a different list, a different interpretation of what it meant to be faithful to God, and this list was said to be the rabbi's yoke. And the average rabbi was very picky. They wouldn't just take anyone as their student. No, you had to be determined, intelligent, and in the right social class. You could not be deformed or unclean. Women and children were ruled out automatically. But if you squeezed through the cracks and you were lucky enough to be chosen by a rabbi, what you would then do is proudly announce on Instagram that you had taken on the yoke of that particular rabbi so that all the world knew. Now, as far as the New Testament is concerned, the majority of rabbis were Pharisees. And Jesus would frequently criticize the Pharisees for placing heavy and unbearable burdens on the shoulders of others. They taught a pretty straightforward list of rules and regulations. In fact, there were exactly 613 of them. And this list was their yoke. This list was their religion. This list was their salvation. And what Jesus was quick to point out was that when we worship a list or turn faith into a list, It becomes all too easy to view God as a bookkeeper or an accountant, a God whose favor could be won or lost depending on how well we kept 
to his list. And that's why the consistent critique Jesus made toward the Pharisees had to do with their yoke. Not with the list itself, but with the way they carried it and the way they used that list to make themselves feel superior to other people. Jesus was very clear the yoke of the Pharisees was hard, it was heavy, and it was a burden. Now, I do imagine you know something about that yoke in your own life. Not that you feel compelled to follow the 613 Pharisaic rules of first century Palestine, which would be quite entertaining if one were to attempt, but I imagine you feel compelled to follow some other list, a list received from your family of origin, or the culture, or the church, or your peers. And I'm willing to bet that how you feel about your relationship with God, or how you feel about yourself, can ebb or flow quite easily with how well you've done at keeping to that list. Whether it's a list of things we should be doing, or a list of things we should not be doing. We humans have this tendency to measure our standing with God or to measure other people's standing with God by how well we or they have kept to some list. But of course, there's a problem. Our list is too big and our ability too small. And so inevitably, give it enough time and the yoke of the list will leave us feeling guilty and scared and lonely, a heavy burden if there ever was one. And so with all of that said, here is the question I would like for us to consider this week. Whose yoke have we taken on? In other words, who is our teacher, our rabbi? Who do we trust to give us the best information about life and love and meaning and about what it means to live a life of intentionality and purpose in God's great world? Because here's the thing, our world is full of people all too eager to bypass our discernment and to hand us their list. Our parents and our friends, our politicians and our priests, Oprah and Us Weekly, they all have a list of who they think we should be and what we should do. Some are subtle and some are not so subtle, but every teacher has a list. A list that tells us what to believe and what to value, what to feel and how to spend our time. And some of the lists are good, and some may literally kill us. But of course, none of that is my point. My point is that Christianity is not about a list. That is the good news of today's gospel, that faith is not about rules, but about a relationship. Not about principles, but about a person. Not about a list but about love. And this precisely is what the Pharisees did not understand because each one had 
the same boring list. And their pattern was predictable. They would weed out the unclean, chase off the riffraff, and then lay a yoke on others that was far too heavy to bear. As Jesus put it in Matthew 23, 4, they put heavy burdens on the shoulders of others while they themselves were not willing to lift a finger to move them. That was our Lord's critique, that the yoke of the Pharisees was oppressive and their burden heavy. And so can you imagine what it was like to encounter Jesus, the one rabbi who never had a list, who walked the streets with a motley crew of prostitutes and lepers, men and women, fishermen and tax collectors, and listened to his words, come to me all, not come to me some, but come to me all, all of you who were tired and exhausted and scared and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. As your pastor, my prayer for you is very simple. I just want you to know these words to be true in an intimate and personal way, please do not write them off as well-intentioned but meaningless jargon. And I say that because the yoke of Jesus will always seem foolish to the wise and intelligent people of our world, the people who have all the best lists and maybe even the capacity to live into their list most of the time. But as we hear today, the yoke of Jesus will only make sense to the extent that we learn to become infants, children. Not because infants are innocent, but rather because they are dependent. And they know their dependence on mom and dad for protection and support, for love and for meaning. And when loved and cared for by their parents, infants are open and trusting they're dependent and they're playful, they're simple and expectant, and they know how to receive. Frederick Beekner puts it like this. He writes, it is as children that God loves us, not because we have deserved his love and not in spite of our undeserving, not because we try and not because we recognize the futility of our trying, but simply because he has chosen to love us. And so let me end today by saying this. We all have a teacher. We all learn how to live our life from someone. We have all taken on someone's yoke. And so as you go out into the world this week, just remember, yokes don't have to be hard. Yokes don't have to be heavy. Yokes don't have to be a burden. Because there was one rabbi who dared to claim that his yoke was easy. Amen.